Uh, good morning or, or good afternoon, depending on where you're at. Uh, I'm Russell Wise with Digital Nirvana. Today we're going to be presenting how we applied AI to various media uh, workflows. Uh, we'll take uh, actually two passes on this. We'll be looking at a specific customer application where we deployed AI to increase the speed of production. But secondly, we'll be looking at a trajectory of how we envision applying uh, AI to some future applications. Uh, first use case today, we'll be talking about uh, a uh, developer and distributor of uh, entertainment news. We had a very specific challenge. Uh, I'll be asking Heron Hidocha to step you through the business challenge. Uh, Heron, if uh, Heron is also CEO of uh, Digitalmana, uh, take it away. All right. Uh, thanks, Russ. So the the business problem that uh, we set out to solve was was this our um, client had uh, on a regular basis a requirement to take uh, 20 hours of footage, boil it down into a 20 minute show uh, with a turnaround time of two hours. So the entire um, problem was that you had to create um, accurate transcripts so that editors can quickly find content of interest and edit it into, into a show. And then once the show was generated, you had to quickly generate the closed captions for that, not only in English, but in Spanish as well. And all of this had to happen within uh, within two hours. And so that's where uh, the technology comes into play, the ability to take as many files as, as you're dealing with and have a constant turnaround time, um, whether it's uh, 10 hours of footage or 100 hours of footage, you, using speech attacks, you quickly generate the transcript that allows editors to go in and make the edits quickly. Um, that's what uh, technology allows you to do then. That's, we'll, we'll show how that is uh, done. And then once the show is generated, then uh, the ability to quickly generate uh, captions off of that show, and then once uh, the English language or the primary language captions are generated, the idea is how um, then um, using uh, AI technology, you can do quickly the translation into another language whether it be Spanish or French or any of the languages that the system supports. Um, that's the, that's the, that's what the system allows you to do is quickly turn around uh, content um, fast. So uh, with that, I will hand it over to Russell Vijayan um, to showcase or at least to show how the system uh, works. Take it over, Russell. Thanks, man. So I'll just, uh explain uh, a little bit more detail about or show you an example of how this uh, automatic transcription captioning and translation all work uh, on a platform front so the media gets ingested from different could be different sources either from the production asset management system or from a cloud location or directly uploaded to a particular portal such as this where uh, the speech text gets generated and uh, or the system should also have the ability to hook into any uh, type of uh, or any uh, speech-to-text provider whichever gives the best for that content and then present it in a way like you see uh, in a word editor form that could be uh, accessed or uh, processed easily by uh, users uh, simple things where they can focus on uh, uh, errors or wherever the system fails low content and they can go in and do quickly do edits and then copy the content or export the content back into 
uh, the production asset management system, like Hiram said, then the content becomes searchable. Now, transcription is also a process, a preliminary process to generate captions. So once you have the transcripts ready, then you can use uh, commonly uh, uh, used parameters preset in the system so that the system automatically uh, converts this transcript into a form like this, where uh, you can define whether it's two-line captions or three-line captions, and you can define what would be the reading speed, what would be the number of characters present, all can be predefined, and then it will be presented in such a way to the user so that the user can quickly go in and make necessary changes and export the captions. So when if trans since this use case, specific use case involve translations, now you can click add language onto this so that the users will get access to uh, what we call a double pane window where or dual pane window because the user now have access to the source video, the source language captions, and an automatically translated uh, version of the other language. Now, can translate into any number of languages using this. So it automatically translates, and then you can quickly go and make the changes and export the output for both English, French, Spanish, whichever languages that you're doing, and process it into or export it back into your uh, automation system. So this is our overall explanation of our visual representation of how this whole process has been done by this customer. That's all I have, uh, Russ, over to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Thanks for that, Russell. I appreciate it. So we just showed you a very concrete example of how customers using uh, AI, specifically speech detects and translation engines to uh, increase the speed of uh, developing content and also uh, quality. Uh, we continue to see uh, media customers want to consume easily these types of uh, capabilities and apply them to workflows. So we want to trace our steps a little bit and look at futuristic uh, applications, not so futuristic, things we're actually working on today, but are in the process of uh, being looked at and deployed. So Heron, kind of step us through some of the, uh, the newer things where we're seeing traction with uh, sort of harnessing uh, AI for the media workflows. This is the, uh, I believe we are in the beginning stages of the golden age of, um, of AI and machine learning. And, um, and its use case in multiple industries, but especially in the media and entertainment space is, is tremendous. The, the ability to um, create content and make it um, searchable, um, translated into multiple language is, is allowing content from all over the world to be consumed by, by users from uh, anywhere. The, um, I'll talk briefly about the, the 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 initial use case that we talked about, where you have tons and tons of uh, raw footage, uh, 20 hours, 30 hours of footage, which you have to boil it down into a 20-minute or a 30-minute show, is an example of application of uh, of that, which is you 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 take uh, your content, um, run it through a speech text engine that automatically generates the metadata of a speech text, but in addition to that, there are areas where you can take this and not only uh, generate speech-to-text, but rich metadata um, using video intelligence. Now, 
computer vision uh, in the last uh, couple of years has taken a tremendous leap and the machine learning models that are able to identify logos, facial recognition is, is huge. And this is what I call rich metadata. Not only do you have uh, text to speech, but then you also have the ability to identify objects in a video stream, identify faces in a video stream, identify logos in a, in a video stream. And the use cases of that are, are huge. Um, let's take a um, sporting event, uh, for example, where uh, you're contractually obligated to show a logo number of times in the in the event. Um, using uh, using computer vision, you can quickly identify all of the instances where uh, those logo was uh, shown. Uh, the work that is currently being done by by humans can be delegated to machines that can do it much faster. Uh, more accurately. Um, in addition to to logos, uh, you can have billboards, identification of billboards in, in sporting events. Um, so we talked about the area of uh, metadata generation of, uh, of translation. Uh, translation is another example of uh, natural language processing that has taken uh, a huge leap in the past few years. The ability to take uh, spoken language turn it into speech to text and then convert it into any other language with a high degree of accuracy is opens up new possibilities for, for anybody in the media entertainment uh, industry. Netflix has shown us that um, people want content, uh, good content, and good content is available from all over the world. The ability of technology to enable these, this content to be uh, viewed by anyone is tremendous. What is coming down the line? I mean, I, I'm really excited by what is the possibility of application of, of, um, of AI and, and machine learning. Um, I'll talk about one example that, that we're dealing with, which is um, you're an MVPD and um, you're bound by the FCC regulations of ensuring that uh, certain ads do not play or certain ads only play during certain time on certain channels, um, with what we call, let's say, restricted ads or unrestricted ads whether they be uh, political ads or uh, finance ads or uh, gambling ads or alcohol related ads. There are rules and restrictions that apply to these advertisements. You know, today, um, all of or most of the NVPDs or all of the NVPDs uh, have a team of people that review each and every ad that comes in and, and uh, then specify or classify those ads as restricted or unrestricted. Now imagine how difficult this task becomes as more and more MVPDs go into um, personalization of ads, where in every uh, MVPD has invested money into creating ads that are local to that area. In that scenario, the number of ads that they have to deal with increases dramatically, even exponentially. And in that scenario is the area where machine learning and AI can come into play, where um, you, we can take an advertisement and automatically figure out using speech to text and computer vision and machine learning what that advertisement is about, uh, whether it's a restricted ad or an unrestricted ad. And this tremendously enhances the workflow, reduces the time to put an ad out into the into the market. Uh, so there's a huge uh, application uh, of of this. Um, another application that um, that we're excited or we feel that um, uh, AI and computer vision can be applied is uh, in the detection of uh, objectionable content with tons and tons of footage being exported to different countries. 
uh, each country has its own regulation uh, on what uh, what content should be and what should be shown. As an example, um, um, in some countries, uh, when you show um, the on-screen characters uh, smoking, there has to be a disclaimer at the bottom that says, you know, smoking is is harmful to the health. So imagine being able to do this automatically. That's what that's what AI machine learning enables you to do. Um, just the just uh, in the past year, um, this is something that um, uh, potential use uh, uses of AI and machine learning. Um, Amazon released its uh, celebrity voices, wherein the system mimics the voice. So they start off with Samuel L. Jackson, then you have Michael B. Jordan, and you can mimic their voices, and the system mimics the voice of the celebrities. Now imagine the application of something like this. So if you're able, to, if the system is accurately able to mimic the voice of a celebrity, the use case in radio advertisements, uh, or even in, in, in dubbing is, is huge, wherein you can take a celebrity's voice in an original language, uh, have that translated into another language, but yet it seems like Michael B. Jordan is speaking in Spanish. So the, the applications of this are, are mind boggling. Um, now keep in mind that uh, since this is a cloud-based solution, the turnaround on time remains constant, whether you have uh, 10 ads or 100 ads, um, everything is, is instantly classified as a restricted or unrestricted within a set uh, amount of time. Well, with, Russ, uh, with that, uh, Russell, do you want to take over and show? Thanks, Rick. Here is um, here's an example that you would generally see in the ad classification where the system automatically generates a set of metadata, combines the metadata to uh, derive at a classification of what the ad is all about and whether these are restricted based on certain categories. And if so, what is the reason for the restriction? Which would give the end user the ability to quickly gather information on the ad asset. That here, that, that, that's an example of uh, ad classification. And uh, over to you, Russ. Yep, thanks for that, Kieran. Uh, and thank you uh, for being with us today in this presentation.